Give me head, babe. <laughs> Another edition of the Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, the Headbin. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Headbin, the NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. I'm Dusty, and uh, tonight we're uh, with Sands Benny. So it's just uh, you and I running the show tonight, Lukey. Indeed, it is. Yep, yep. So we'll see if we can fly this ship without a uh, without a third wheel. Yeah, I was going to say it's the <laughs> lunatics running the asylum this afternoon uh, tonight. So yeah. we'll see if the wheels don't fall off. <laughs> so indeed, all the same stuff though. Uh, we'll obviously look at our results from the headbin and the Legends League, run through team lists and and look at our waivers and free agents and uh, go over all of the uh, all of the usual. But before we do that, uh, let's rip the top off one. Brothy with the boys, bro- brothy with the boys. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. Brothy with the boys, bro- brothy with the boys. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Loki, uh, what do you got tonight, mate? You were pretty excited about uh, hitting hitting the the grain cellars on the way home. So, uh, what have you come up with? Yep, yep. So the uh, the urban cellars at the Grange. Um, it's probably got the best craft beer selection that i've seen around the north side of brisbane um outside of a dan's sort of thing but i it, it's still stock stuff that you don't necessarily find at dan's as well i've seen um so i i spent about probably i reckon about oh, 15 minutes in there this afternoon on my way home yeah. i i don't normally go past it but uh i did the savvy and and i've come up with that the filter hazy pale and filters p spelt with a ph it's a it's a whopping five point three percent, and it's a uh, a fruity, hazy pale ale similar to a um, ballistic brewing Hawaiian haze. So, it's it's probably the best drop that I've had this year on our um, brew for the chew segment. Um, so I've already knocked the top off one of them, the Savo, just to test run it, and uh, yeah, happy to put uh put one maybe even two away i don't know they're 5.3 and i got a pretty early start in the morning so we'll see how we go but they're pretty tasty yeah nice nice well at least uh we'll get one out of two because uh i'm i'm down in uh renmark for those who know where renmark is it's uh, on the border of south australia and victoria so uh I've, I've gone to the bottle here and there's not much on offer in terms of, of craft beer, but I've grabbed a Woolshed Brewing Big Orange Sour. Um, I've just cracked it and it uh, tastes like shit. <laughs> it tastes like <laughs> absolute balls. And uh, so I went in for another crack at it and I think it's even worse the second time round. So... Unfortunately, Woolshed Brewing, you won't be getting our endorsement this week. I will finish the couple of cans that I've got because uh, I'm not one for for pissing money away. So I'll, uh, oh, geez, yep, I'll uh, <laughs> look. The, the the can looks fantastic. The can is black. It's actually a, a like a completely black can. Looks really sharp, but uh, that's because it's hiding the dog piss that's inside it. <laughs> so yeah good luck not, if you if you have a bad performance on the potty we know why yeah if i just take a little bit to respond it's because i'm just forcing it down uh yeah not a great drop and uh look out here it's known as the citrus the citrus valley um obviously uh berry juices and stuff are made down here and there's a lot of uh, mandarins oranges apricots nectarines all that kind of stuff out here so i thought this might be a goer here um you know might they might have got it right but uh they've got it wrong unfortunately so but uh yeah we'll uh we'll uh we'll move on from that so fair bit happened on the weekend uh in, in uh in the NRL, and uh, we we touched on uh, on the socials on our on the injury toll, and it, it keeps growing. It, it it's it seems like we talk about this every week, and it's just it's hard to fathom how many uh, top line players are just uh, are succumbing to injuries. Lots of hand and wrist injuries this year, um, which is a bit of a phenomenon. I'm sure the NRL physio has put something up on his feed about. Uh, 
the uh, increase in, in hand and uh, wrist injuries this year, but I haven't looked into it at any depth, but there was probably two or three more on the weekend as well, uh, Adam Reynolds being one of those, uh, Zach Lomax as well. Campbell Graham as well. C- Campbell Graham, so uh, yeah, re- really odd um, as to why, to why there's an increase in there, but look, that being said, uh, it's going to have to increase everyone's uh, activity on the waiver wire and free agencies and obviously the trade activity within your comps because, uh, you know, heading into Origin and stuff now, you want to try and chalk as many wins up now so that uh, there's less pressure on you at the back end of the year coming out of Origin where players are going to be rested, heading into finals where players are going to be rested and things like that. So it's just an amazing, uh, amazing year for injuries, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it is. But also, this is the opportunity um, that some of the vultures in your comp, and if you're one of those people that's got a few assets on your bench that aren't doing too much, maybe target one of the injured players. Um, if, if if there's someone holding an injured player that, you know, they need relief straight away, you might be able to offer that. Um, stash, a, stash an Adam Reynolds or, you know, someone stash a Zach Lomax um, for later in the season if you can tread water. So that that's a, a you know, glass-half-full way of looking at it. So definitely, uh, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, and if you, you know, an opportunist, you can definitely make the most of these sort of situations. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I wanted to, uh, what we're just kind of talking about the NRL. I wanted to touch on a few teams who have uh, basically their seasons have nosedived after um, all of them having a pretty positive start. Um, and so that'd be the Knights, Raiders, the Dragons, and the Titans, uh, all on losing streaks at the moment. Uh, so uh, they're both uh, obviously the Knights and the Raiders are, are playing each other on the weekend the Titans have the Tigers and the Dragons have the Dogs so uh, favourable matchups uh, for those guys but um, Lukey what's your take on you know what's going on with these teams I thought we could maybe just run through each of them and just to see where they're going right where they're going wrong you know where we think they might end up um, what the next month of footy looks like for them heading into the origin break. We might start with the uh, the Raiders, and there's been a fair bit of press uh, about them over the last probably three weeks, and you know whether uh, you know Sticky's still got it all together down there. They're heading into the season. There was always going to be question marks, and not just from a super coach point of view, um, also from a from a, a real real-life footy point of view on what was going to happen with their forward pack. They just seem to have an abundance of forward pack uh, forwards down there that they don't seem to have got the mix right uh, down there. Obviously, had some injuries, but their depth in the outside backs is hurting them as well. And now with George Williams, I think he's been named this week, but obviously he pulled out with a hamstring injury last week, and Jack Whiten's form's been a bit up and down too. So, fair bit going on with the Raiders, but where do you see it all happening for them? Yeah, well, we did um, dissect them a little bit last week, actually, so I don't want to go too much into detail. I think it does centre around their coaching. Um, yes, they do have a lot of mouths to feed in that pack, but you don't have to feed every one of them. Um, and, you know, the ones that don't get fed get hungrier, um, and they'll work harder to, to get fed, I guess. Um to continue that metaphor but I guess yeah they are short in the outside backs but there's still a couple of blokes that are in Reggie's that aren't getting a run um, yeah and then they've been hit by the injury stick over the weekend as well which I don't see George Williams playing they'd be stupid too um, and also Seb Chris has got that ankle concern he's been named but uh, uh, Tomoko's on the extended bench so I don't see him um, playing Seb Chris either I just think they need to yeah it's funny that a wife of the players probably spot on with her assessment of it all that he needs to get his rotations right um he needs to work on work out who's his best players um and make sure that they're getting the footy when they need the footy um obviously you know there are going to be poor performances and you have to manage that but uh you know there there's the talk that joshua parley he he might not be uh right into footy at the moment and his head might be in other places and you know whether that was just some uh, hyperbole that was dished out to sort of uh, cover up a dropping, you know, um, to protect the player's reputation and things like that, which we know happens. Um, yeah, so I think once they need to probably just blood a few younger fellas in the outside backs there. Um, when Jordan Rapan is your best outside back, it probably tells you where you're at. No disrespect to Jordan, he's having a real red hot crack this year, but he shouldn't be your best outside back. 
Um, I mean, even Chance before his injury, he was a little bit lackluster. He had a couple of good games, but he was also ordinary in a few. So, yeah, they've just got to get pick the right players. Um, they've got the right players there. So, yeah, I think it comes down to coaching there. I think Ricky's just got to, you know, decide what he wants to do with that forward pack. Put some confidence in some blokes and let them run. I don't think Ryan Sutton's the answer, to be honest. He's getting big minutes. He's getting like 60 minutes a game, but he's not impacting a game of footy. He's just no. making tackles. Yeah, exactly. He, he, runs up the, he runs up and he's just getting monstered. He gets, you know, he's not bending the line and... Yeah, so that that's probably where I see the Raiders at this point. I think Ricky's just got to maybe just, yeah, go with something instead of trying to hedge his bets. Just pick a direction, go with it, uh, and if it fails, then maybe look at something there. But he's all season he's just been trying to be hedging his bets with those forward rotations, and it's just not worked. And uh, we've spoken between ourselves on our um, head bin thread with with our with our group that. Uh, I would mind seeing one Croker hang him up for a start. Okay. Needs needs yeah. to needs to. But uh, Starling at nine, Josh Hodgson at seven, so he can yep. take control of the of the team. Chuck Williams at six, where he can be a bit more of a runner. Chance in the centres and Chuck uh, White and back at fullback. So I think he's got to reinvent the wheel. I think they've got a bit stale. Their premiership window is closing rapidly, uh, and if they don't either purchase somebody who can change the team they've got to try and change the team within and and look i've talked you know at nauseam about uh you know how they're using joe tarpanay and it doesn't it's not just a super coach thing because he's in my team that would be nice if he got some more minutes but you know when you got a forward like him uh surely you're playing for longer minutes so he can impact the game and i don't think he's been terrible but i just think his lack of minutes has restricted what he's been able to do um you know, in regards to the outcome of a game. So yep. let's move on to the Dragons, and they're on a three-game skid. Yeah, I believe at so, the yeah. moment. Yeah. So, and obviously lost to the Tigers on the weekend, which was pretty eye-opening. Uh, and you know, a game where they really should have won, and you know, they got Ben Hunt back there, and you'd think that uh, he, you know, given his form in the first two rounds. Uh, that he would have come back in and definitely helped the side out. But uh, a couple of injuries to them as well, but they just couldn't get it together on the weekend. And, uh, you know, they got the dogs, but the dogs could definitely ambush them if they don't come prepared. So losing Zach Lomax is going to hurt them, definitely. And I think Cody Ramsey's uh, sustained a rib injury there too. Yeah, so, I think he's been named though. So, yeah, I think they're going to just tough him out. Yeah. Get him to tough it out. But uh, so, what do you make of the Dragons? And um, you know, where are they headed? Fuck it, doesn't look good for Josh Maguire, does it? <laughs> he hasn't won a game all season oh, across two clubs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, look, I mean, uh, you, you can't pin it all on him, but you just don't know what what's happening down there. I think the the Josh Kerr on the edge uh, situation is shown itself to have failed um, but he's persisting with it um, Josh Maguire um, obviously you know he's at the arse end of his career here in Australia but he's getting 60 minutes a game um, you know like there's there's some big question marks that are sort of unveiling themselves with Hook um, and as a Panthers fan uh, uh, you know we went through this with, with Hook down at, at Penrith where he, he just comes up with some head scratches and, geez, it looked good while he was winning. But, um, yeah, there's a few things that he probably needs to tweak. Again, they're one of those teams like Canberra where they've got all these forwards. But, you know, Paul Vaughan's losing minutes to Josh Maguire. And, um, you know, like there's Blake Laurie, there's Kate Ellis, there's... Um, Josh uh, Kerr, even. Josh Kerr, yeah. Daniel Alvaro. There's and, and, and so there's all these bit part players who are getting, you know, big minutes that don't really impact the footy. Um, you know, Tarek Sims on the weekend was a non-factor, but they also didn't really go to him that much. You know, they didn't really uh, sort of... You, with a player like him, you, you just keep feeding him, keep, keep feeding him, keep him in the game because a player like him just loses interest when he's not in the game. Oh, 100%. So, you know, and a lot of those impact back rowers do. I mean, you look what happened to Feeder on the to Fafita on the weekend. I actually think Fafita played a little bit better than what people thought. But yep. still, um, you know, the minute TPJ and Gamble got in his face a little bit, he, he kind of went missing. And Tariq the Sims is the same. I mean, you need your halves to bring him into yep. the game. 
Um, yeah. He's a good line runner, Sims, as well. So it's not like you have to create too much. You can give him early ball. You can go the line. Just isolate him one-on-one. Exactly. That, that, that's 100%. the easiest play as a halfback to do is is just get get your back rower a one-on-one. And, and, the only, and all you need to do to do that, dig into the line. Just take a few more steps into the line. Cop a whack for your back rower. But if you... But he's running at a halfback or a centre there, right? So if you've got to take a whack to get Tarek Sims one-on-one with a halfback, then that's your job as a halfback to do it, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's that's on Hunt and Norman right there. But the other thing, too, is, you know, you're looking at Matt Dufty. He's a good fullback when they're on the front foot. Yeah. You know, he's a very flat-track bully. He He's not a Teddy. He's not a Dylan Edwards who is beating tackles, you know, uh, you know, willingly. And, you know, he, he's more of a flary attacking player that plays off broken play and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, look... Um, they're possibly in a bit of a world of hurt because they've lost their two best yardage wingers. Um, they've just lost Zach Lomax to a dislocated thumb. He'll be out a fair bit. Um, and their forward pack is regressing. So, yeah, they're in a bit of hurt, I think, St. George. Yeah, it could have been some false form. So what about uh, the Titans? These, these, this is a bit of an interesting one. I reckon they definitely get the bickies this week against the Tigers, but, again, they should. So what's happened the last three weeks? Um... Oh, obviously they've been missing Tino, but I, 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 and his impact can't be understated because his go forward and his ability to bust tackles and bend the line, pretty much every ruck, every ruck he is um, making, you know, ten meters and, and carrying defenders, and as a half you love to play off the back of that. Um, coincided with this form sumps the return of Ash Taylor. I don't know if he sort of muddied the water a bit for Fogarty. You know, maybe with Tanner Boyd there and Peachy filling in and the halves, it was quite clear that it was Fogarty's team and he pushed around. But with Taylor there, if that sort of muddied the water a little bit. Um, they've surrendered big leads, though, and, and, and I guess that's the thing, you know. Like, they play good footy for 20, 30, 40 minutes, and then their defensive resolve is what's missing for them. Um, so... I think the Titans, out of these four teams that we're going into, I think the Titans are the closest ones to not only a win, but really solidifying themselves, because all it is is flicking the defensive switch. Mm. Um, Ash Taylor's been pretty good defensively this year. He's, he's, he's rattled a few edge back rowers, you know, like really put his body in front, got his shoulder in, forced some errors. I could name probably three occasions where I've seen it this year. But as a team, if they're not working together on those edges and, and 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 you know putting in the big ones up front and maybe that's what Tino gives them maybe Tino's a real effort guy in defense and a bit of a glue guy in the middle there but uh yeah um they might need to uh might need to relook at it and look to be honest one of the things that uh, that they've also changed was that the peachy to lock Tino to prop move to start um they did that against um I think they did that after the Knights win Potentially, yeah. Um, so maybe they need to relook at that move. Peachy back to the bench and Tino to thirteen, and yeah, play around with a few of their rotations. But again, they've lost their best yardage winger in Corey Thompson, so that's going to hurt them as well. Um, his ability to get the set starts off to um, yeah, solid start is yeah, yeah. And he's a, and he's yeah, he's very good out of his own uh, out of his own red zone. That's for sure. His yardage area, yeah. And then there's the Knights who. Oh, I don't know how to explain what happened on the weekend, to be fair. I, it's been a long time since I've felt that sick in the stomach over a performance like that. We just we were just never in that game, and, and the Roosters just looked like they were a full... Oh, God, if they were a full-strength team, that would have been 70. Mate, it was 70. Yeah. Oh, it was disgusting. And the problem with us is that we have that one or two of those games in us each year where... We just get dusted by a team and we just look like a Reggie's team. And you're just like, yeah. where did this come from? And it's this defensive attitude. That's all it is. It's a defensive attitude. We've got rep players all through our team. Now, obviously, we're missing Mitchell Pearce. And I've been one saying from the start that I don't think Kurt Mann is a first-choice half in our team. I feel like he's got to be because we don't have another option. But he's kind of just Connor Watson uh, 2.0. 
a little bit. I think his his utility value kind of hurts hurts him, but he's not a creator. I mean, he laid on that try for Star Tower against the Panthers the other week, but that was just running the football and and um, you know taking advantage of an opportunity. But I just don't think he he's not definitely not an organizer, and I don't think he consistently creates. So we're really struggling in the halves at the moment. Our outside backs. Um, are really thin. We don't get Bradman best enough early ball, and our forwards are just, uh, you know, I think they're just they're just too soft. I think they're yeah. just too soft, and they just allow teams to. And that's a funny thing because the first three weeks or something, we we're one of the best defensive teams in the league across all metrics. But yeah, at the moment, there's just no resolve. Uh, it's almost like the Mitchell Pearce injury has given us an excuse just to kind of rest on our laurels a little bit and uh, unfortunately uh, we've dropped some games that we really should have won that Tigers loss too was just was horrendous up at home and I don't know I think we've we uh, we obviously beat uh, the Warriors not the Warriors uh, the Dogs at home in round one but we haven't won a game in uh, at home since then so we're really struggling yeah I think yeah, we've lost very... four up there so we're really hurting at the moment yep Hmm. So yeah, but just interesting to go over those two, those four teams because they all should be contending. They all should be contending teams, uh, especially St George with their four or five in a row that they 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 won there. But uh, yeah, they've seemed to have dropped off the cliff and opened up the door for the likes of uh, Manly Warriors are back up there as well. So it's interesting to see the 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 the, uh, the race still alive. So. All right, mate. Well, uh, let's uh, move on from that and let's get into our game reviews from the weekend. When you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. So... In the head bin, mate, you had uh, you got the you got the W. You beat Azza and uh, didn't really know what was going on with his team. He's he's uh, he only fielded twelve on the weekend, I think. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's because he's hold, he was holding Jesse Ramian and he's holding Sione Katoa from Cronulla, who both were. Why? Out, so why is he holding Katoa? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I can understand because the um, centre wing um, pool is extremely skinny. So obviously, Katoa is a. Um, you know, uh, a try scorer and with, with uh, Johnson back that, you know, he might be something that he can hold for the rest of the year and he comes back late and, you know. So, look, he's trying to play the long game, which you've got to appreciate, patience in blokes, but, you know, it has cost him... Oh, I won't say it cost him a win. I ended up getting him by 100 points. Um, I, I obviously had George Williams that withdrew on me um, late, so I had to pull my auto emergency, which wasn't too bad, which was Hudson Young who got me a 50. So that's a fairly nice little auto emergency off the bench. So yeah. it was a bit of a top, top of the table clash um, for us. So it's put me back up into second place, and it's a three-way tie up there at the top with myself, Azza, and uh, Mad Men there. So, yeah, good to get the win, especially in a, a game where you uh, you know, lose George Williams, lose Campbell Graham um, to be able to sort of tough out the win. And I think my lowest score was like 40. Uh, I didn't get anyone under 40, which um, you don't get many weeks like that. So put up a solid uh, solid 9, um, 9, 919 it was um, to 820. So yeah, happy with that. Yeah, nice one. Very good, very good. Well, Benny and I played off and unfortunately he's not on uh, tonight to... To go through it because uh, he gave me a fair touch up. To be fair, he um, he uh, he turned up actually. He, uh, if if uh, you remember last week, we spoke about the trade that him and I did, and uh, I got Harry Grant and Adam Dewey for Sam Walker and Ben Hunt. Uh, so. Um, which is kind of funny, kind of ironic that uh, Sam Walker absolutely uh, handed my ass to me, and uh, he uh, looped a Papa Lee as well, which which got him some good, uh, uh, which got him a good captaincy score, and then Dane Laurie for him later on in the weekend knocked up 117, and Laurie was good uh, on the weekend, but did he? Oh, geez, I didn't feel like he had a 117 kind of game to be fair, but uh, doesn't matter. He got me like it was 1,044 to to 911, so um, I'm still without Pappenhausen, and I was on the weekend. Uh, Marshall didn't do anything near what he did for me the week before and um, Dewey was good so I'm happy with that and I obviously uh, I looped Harry Grant that I got off him earlier on in the week who got me which got me about 210 or something like that so 911 I'm not unhappy with that score especially without Pappenhausen there as well so um, you know obviously when he comes back I'll hopefully 
kind of go from strength to strength, but you know he's got to stay on the park. He's proving to be a little bit too injury prone for my liking at the moment. Um, but yeah, Benny got the win. Uh, it was a good win, and uh, yeah, kind of. I think that's second win for the for the week. Now I'll go back to four and four. Uh, Benny's at two and six. Um, so yeah, unfortunately didn't get the didn't get the W, but um, you know we move on. What about Legends League, mate? Yep, so the uh, the winning streak continues. We uh, we took out the top of the table draftsman, so our listeners might be uh, um, familiar with the three wise draftsman. Um, bit of there's some OGs of the Supercoach Draft podcast world, um, and they were sort of flying pretty high along with us. Uh, there at the top of the table, but we managed to get a 120-point win on them. They obviously were without Pappenhausen as well. Um, so, yeah, we were able to sort of uh, put up another really good performance and um, solidified ourselves outright on the top of the table. And this week we've got um, we've got uh, Catfish. Catfish, yeah. Wilfred, so the winner from, like, I think it was 2017 or something like that. He won the Classic or maybe 24. I don't even know. I don't watch do classics i don't really care too much about it but yeah he won the classic um some years ago and he's an he's employed at daily telegraph to uh um comment on uh super coach classic so last year's uh legends league winner too he actually won the legends league last year and he's doing quite a good job of it this year again so you know the uh the head heady boys have got uh got it all ahead of them this week but um Look, uh, as I said, we, we, we're trying to move some pieces around. We had uh, a lot of trade talk with Wilson from Daily Ter- Telegraph during the week, which didn't pan out um, the way that we wanted. We couldn't get a trade across the line. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, we've got one on the horizon at some point. I think it's, it's, it's close. So we'll let you guys know as soon as we do um, get a trade across the line there. But, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. Going all right. Going not mm. too bad. So it's good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's jump into team list. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Congratulations, the rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you and you. Let's kick it off with uh, South and the Storm on Thursday night. All right, yep. So this is the uh, the first game. Yep, so this is the Thursday night game. Obviously, South's a fairly uh, injury hit. Um, Adam Reynolds, uh, they're sort of hoping that he comes up, but I highly doubt it with that thumb. Um, So, uh, yeah, look, I'd be thinking, yeah, a couple of weeks. Um, He hasn't even been named in this side at all, so uh, they've they've stuck with Benji Marshall. It's in their centre three quarters that they have suffered the biggest... um, musical chairs so Alex Johnson goes to fullback pushing Cody Walker to six um, and there's three new faces this year and one is uh, Stephen Masters he comes on to the wing Braden Burns has his first game after um, pretty horrific uh, injury last year and then uh, also Tane Milne former super coach superstar Tane Milne has uh, found himself on the wing so some pedigree come into that side especially from a super coach perspective um in, in the back row there. Another um, omission is uh, Cam Murray. He's got an ankle problem and he'll be out, say, three to four weeks, I think. Um, and obviously Campbell Graham. So, uh, Dry Arrow comes into the starting 13 there. Um, and uh, Patrick Margot goes onto the bench with Jacob Host, Liam Knight, and Mark Nichols. So, they're done with the bench utility. For the Storm, um, not a lot to look at. Uh, Nelson Nasofa Solomona comes back into the 17. His concussion symptoms are all cleared up. Um, and Remus Smith goes back into the centres to accommodate George, William, uh, George Jennings on that wing. Pappenhausen obviously still a week away, they reckon, so Nico Hines holds down that spot. At fullback, um, first game, so you're not looking at any captaincies at this point. As far as vice captaincies go, um, I'd be looking at Grant, Cameron Munster, Cody Walker in these ones. Um, if you wanted to throw on a winger, um, you could go at Okar and George Jennings in these ones here, I'd say. But that's probably all I've got for this game here from a vice captaincy. Pickups, you've obviously got Braden Burns, Stephen Masters, George Jennings, Tane Milne. Um, 
I'm assuming that Colin Matangi's owned. He's had a couple of good games in a row now, so I'm thinking that he'd be owned. Um, so I haven't included him, but uh, yeah, that'd be my pickups there. Yeah, nice one. Very good, very good. Um, next one, next game, uh, which is the Pennies versus the Sharks. Yep, so this is the uh, Friday night 6 o'clock game. Um, so yeah, Penrith versus Sharks. It's at uh, Penrith Stadium. Um, Penrith 1-17 again. Uh, Kirk Hatewell's in a little bit of doubt with, with a rib complaint, which saw him spend um, a fair bit of time on the sideline in last week's game. So Scott Sorensen will come in for him should he pull up a bit lame. Um, uh, Cronulla, they've, they've had a fair few changes. Uh, Jesse Ramian comes back into the centres, which puts Teague Wilton to the bench. Um, in their forward pack, Tolman back into the starting side, Wade Graham in the core, along with Toby, Toby Rudolph. And on the bench, they're carrying Braden Trindle as the bench utility, Teague Wilton, Jack Williams, and Billy Magulius. So Matt, du- Matt Moylan and Josh Dugan can't find a spot in the 17 at this stage. Um... Look, as far as captaincies go, um, obviously, again, it's game two. So, uh, look, you could, if you had Cleary um, and you have a, another decent captaincy option, I'd be VCing Cleary. But if you've got nothing else, definitely Cleary's uh, uh, a definite captain option. But as far as vice captains go, I'd be looking at um, Cleary, 2 uh, Luai, Dylan Edwards, Isaiah Yo, um, Billy Kickow. Um, and I'd also go um, Will Kennedy as well as a bit of a smoky. Yep, fair call. Um, pickups, I'd probably just go Nakora if he's not owned. He's sort of maybe coming into a bit of form now, and obviously watch for uh, Kurt Catewell because Liam Martin could definitely be a pickup there. Yeah, 100%. I had a look at that. Uh, Britton Nakora is actually owned in 53% of leagues. Which, mm. that surprised me, because I thought he would be a lot more available than that, but uh, but obviously obviously not. So um, He's kind of been the only solid on their edge, really, hasn't he, Way Graham, missing a lot of footy. Um, well, Teague Wilton was good when he was there, but obviously he's kind of... The, uh, uh, yeah, the, the other one I would probably maybe look at is Aiden Tolman for like a one or two week play. Look at Looking on the bench, there's... Not a lot of big middle minutes there on the bench, so I reckon Tolman might play somewhere between 55 and 60 minutes. He's definitely a point per minute kind of guy, uh, yeah. so if you're a bit short in the front row, grab Adam Tolman. Yeah, definitely. All right, good stuff. All right, I'll uh, run us through the Eels versus the Roosters. Uh, just for the record, I don't think the Eels roll out the red carpet as easily as the uh, Knights did last weekend, and I actually think that they, um, the Eels get it fairly healthily, this, this win. Um, so they're basically as per last week, except Madison comes into the starting lineup at the expense of Sean Lane. We were kind of thinking that that was what was going to be the play to start with. Uh, Nathan Brown is in some doubt. He had that hip pointer injury, which uh, restricted him to, to low minutes last week. They have named him, but if he doesn't come up, I assume that either Papa Lee would go to 13 and Lane come back onto the edge, or Bryce Cartwright might get that spot. So I would just keep your eye on late mail. Uh, for the for the Eels team because if Cartwright jumps into that 13 uh, he's he's pretty much uh, a must pick up or a high waiver um, but you're not going to know um, between now and tomorrow morning at 4 o'clock so you might have to take that punt on Cartwright he's been good off the bench anyway so um, for the Roosters Tedesco comes back into that side and obviously the unfortunate news that uh, Brett Morris has done his ACL means that there's a bit of a, a reshuffle in the back line there so Manu goes back to the centres and Ikevalu takes Brett Morris's spot uh, on that on that wing Drew Hutchison Sam Walker uh, Isaac Liu Ben Marshke's in for Sam Verrills who had a detached retina which is a really odd injury and must be pretty painful Takiaho back into the starting lineup. Crichton Butcher Radley, Kieran on the bench, Rory Hargraves, Fletcher Baker, and Saluka Fafita uh, make up the uh, the interchange. Uh, in this one, you're probably still looking at uh, some VCs if you don't have any options later on in the week. Um, so for the Eels, you could definitely look at uh, Gutho. Uh, I'd look at I'd look at Gutho, Papa, um, Papa Lee, and Madison in this one. 
uh, for the Roosters. Tedesco's back, so you can definitely chuck the VC on him. Unfortunately, I don't know if Sam Walker has the same effect uh, that he did last week. I think the uh, the Eels will turn up a bit here, so I, I won't recommend him for a VC. If you don't have any other options, definitely chuck it on him. He does have, he will have the goal kicking. I reckon he keeps it uh, because he's going to be obviously out there for 80 minutes, so uh, he could be a VC option. Uh, Crichton is, is is another one there. Pickups in this one, um, I I I definitely like Bryce Cartwright, um, regardless of whether he gets a spot or not. He's, he's putting up some good numbers. Madikavalu definitely. Uh, now that Morris is out, uh, and uh, Nat Butcher, um, who's got that edge spot for Satili Tupanua, who is he suspended again? Yeah, yeah, one game, one game. So okay, so that's uh, that's my take on the Eels and the Roosters. Also uh, keep in mind Lachlan Lambs in the reserves. Um, I don't know whether he comes back into the halves. I think they like Drew Hutchison as the steady influence next to Walker. So I think if you throw Lamb in there, it's a bit too kindergartney. Um, you know, but he I could definitely see him coming on and playing some nine in favour of um, Kieran. Yeah, and I actually had him on my waiver and free agency pickups this week as a free agent stash because of that. Obviously, uh, looking at the NRL physio's diagnosis of Veryl, Veryl's this afternoon that he said it could be like a, even without surgery, could be four weeks. So I think they bring him in uh, to play a bit of nine. I think at some point he actually comes back into the halves because... Drew Hutchinson isn't affecting the game at all. I watched last week and he just was nowhere. So uh, are they going to be any worse for having uh, Lachlan Lamb there? I I don't think so. So it could be just a stash play. But uh, yeah, agree with that. Uh, Raiders and Knights, uh, Saturday 2.30 at uh, McDonald's Park at Wagga Wagga. Um, So this is kind of like a do or die for both teams here. Like uh, they're both looking at staring down the barrel of four four losses on the on the uh, on the bounce, um, and so a win would be massive for either teams. The Raiders, uh, they've got Aiken, Simmonson, Chris, Curtis Scott, Rapana, Whiten, and Williams. George Williams has been named. Uh, just keep your eye on late mail there, just in case they pull him last playing. minute. He not playing. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't have thought he would. Like for him to pull out like that, uh, if it was that severe, I would have thought he's at least another week away. Um, Papali straight back into the starting lineup. Tom Starling, Emre Gula, Harold Wiranaira, Elliot Whitehead, and Ryan Sutton. Benches Havili, Young, Horsburgh, and Tarpanay. So you've got three strike forwards on your bench there. I don't understand. So anyway, all good. Uh, the Knights uh, go with pretty much the same 17 that they did last week. Uh, a couple changes though. Heimel Hunt is back and Phoenix Crossland takes the seven uh, for the injured Blake Green, who's done some ribs. Uh, in that one, uh, they this were talking w- about they were talking about needling up Blake Green. Oh, I was watching NRL tonight. They were no. talking about needling him up. He, he's bad enough, fully fully fit. Well, oh, I don't know. He horrid. wasn't fully fit, but without the rib injury, he was bad enough. Like if if you're looking at Blake Green as the thing, the solution that's going to get you out of this funk, then that's your problem. <laughs> I think that uh, having a bit of a youthful exuberance. I know that these guys in the halves aren't organisers. They're not directing halves. But just maybe a little bit of youthful exuberance is just going to, you know, maybe, I don't know, just give you something, you know? Yeah, which which I agree with. I think uh, Blake Green wasn't cardiovascular fit, which was no. the problem. He was so slow. He was overweight. He just, uh, just looked dreadful. So um, let's hope... Crossland makes a bit of a fix, fist of it here. I reckon he's got uh, got a few uh, few tricks in his toolkit, um, so hopefully he can bring them to the fore. This one here, um, obviously, you can start to look at captains in this one. Again, uh, with the Raiders, I just don't see any standout captaincy options uh, for them at this stage. Rapana, you could chuck the VC on if you've got a captaincy option later on in the piece. I don't mind. And maybe even Jack Wine to that to that point. Uh, for the Knights, uh, VC on Ponga, Bradman Best. Uh, maybe even Jaden Braley, Mitch Barnett, Connor Watson, if you wanted to go that way. But I uh, would only say captaincy options. Uh, at this stage, I'd go with uh, Ponga. Um, yeah, that's probably it at this stage. I think uh, DSAF and Clemmer have kind of plateaued out a little bit in that regard. Pickups at this one. Heimel Hunt, if he's available, definitely grab him. He's been pretty consistent for us. 
Uh, Sebastian Chris moves back into the centre, so you might want to take a punt there. He's had some pretty good success being in the centres. Uh, didn't have a great game a couple of weeks ago on the wing, but he's moved back into the centres there. Uh, and Corey Hawera-Naira, uh, if he wasn't picked up last week, uh, go out and grab him again. He seems to have locked down that uh, right-hand back rower spot. So... All right, Loki, next game, it's the Tigers and the Titans from Campbelltown, uh, 5.30 on Saturday. Yep, um, so a few changes in this one here. I, I predict plenty of super coach points in this one, to be quite honest. Two teams that are struggling defensively. Um, Tigers struggling to generate points, but uh, yeah, I think they'll be up for it here. Uh, Tommy Talao is out suspended, so Moses Embai goes into that centre spot. Um, and uh, I believe that... Uh, James Roberts has done some sort of shoulder slash pec injury, so he's out for a little bit longer. So that means Zach Cheney um, keeps his spot. Um, Tino is back. Farmasul Ali, he comes back into the side, so he's back at prop for the uh, Titans. And obviously with uh, Corey Thompson out for eight weeks with that ankle injury, it's forced a bit of a reshuffle. So Phil Sammy goes to the wing and Bo Firma comes into the centres. Interesting point. You might have seen it circulated around the week, but did you know, and, and probably after seeing him chase down um, Corey Oates uh, in the game, that uh, Bo Firma is actually the fastest at the Gold Coast Club? Oh, you're kidding. Really, is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he lucky yeah. to actually be there, the grub, with his fucking elbow to Corey Oates' head after that try. But, yeah. Uh, I, I think that was... I, I don't think he's intended that. I think he, he went to brace himself as Oates has got up, and he's cleaned him up with the elbow, but I think he was extending his arms to brace himself for his fall. I don't think he's meant to elbow <laughs> him in the head, mate. I, I think yeah. it was just... It was sloppy. It was definitely sloppy. He, he probably needed to have avoided him better, but, yeah, I don't think there was any intention. So in he's it, the but, fastest in the club, is he? Yeah. Did you see him pick up Corey oh, Oates and where I he did, come Yeah, from? yeah. Oh, don't worry. I saw it, and I just thought, oh... Corey Oates is running in quicksand by the end of it, but um, I thought that might have been it. But he's faster than Phil Sammy. Yep. Well, according to those um, stats that got released this week about yeah, fittest, fastest, strongest um, stuff that was being circulated. Mm, yeah, so. right. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Go on. Well, it's certainly not Jamal Fogarty. No. <laughs> So um, for the uh, so so that's uh, the the lineups in a nutshell. Uh, Fodawaka goes back to the bench there, um, and uh, Herman Essiesi um, retains his spot there over um, Sam Lasoni, who must be injured because he's um, not named at all. Interesting to find out that the uh, Titans have signed Isan Masters from the Cowboys today. Yep. Uh, instant release. So um, not sure about that one. Um, you know, uh, if you can't crack it at the Cowboys, you're going to do any better at the Titans. Yeah, but maybe Holbrook can turn him into something a bit decent. So I wouldn't go jumping on him straight away. Obviously, they've got a need. But uh, Bo Firma having pretty good foot speed and whatnot might make a fist of it in the centres there. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Captaincies. Um, there's only one person that I would captain in this game, and that is David Fafita. Um, and then vice captaincies, obviously, you've got Dane Laurie, um, Adam Dewey, Brimson, Fogarty, Tino, um, if, and Fafita, if you've got other options there. Um, it's, yeah, probably where I'd leave it for, for that. For, for your pickups, unless you've got any, D-Lane? Uh, no, no. no, no. Uh, for your pickups, um, if you wanted to stash Masters, you could, but I reckon leave leave it alone for a week. Bo Firma, he's dual, so he's centre wing. Um, second row, so you, you, you're probably going to get a, a good reflection out of him. I'd, I'd look at him. Um, yeah, Zach Cheney, he looked pretty good the other day. I know he got a try, but he also had a line break. Um, plenty of work. He's a real herky-jerky, unorthodox-looking fella, but um, he's he's definitely owned it in uh, New South Wales Cup. He's been the best, best outside back in New South Wales Cup this year so once he gets acclimatized to first grade and a few games under his belt you might actually start to see a bit more of that that talent come out so he's definitely someone in this game who could really do a bit so he's could be a free agency pickup and obviously uh phil sammy there as well yep 100 percent agree with that and oh look i've got masters as a stash as well yep. 
because I think that, uh, yeah, look, I think that the way the Titans play and on the back of their forward pack and the way they just play football, their brand of footy, I think it suits Masters a little bit more. Uh, So I think he could make a fist of it, man. I think that uh, he's not a bad pickup. But again, you'd only grab him if you had a vacant bench spot that you could and you could just sit him there and watch what he does when he actually gets a crack. Yeah, definitely. Cows and Broncos, 7.30 Saturday night. Uh, so for the Cowboys, they look like this. Holmes felt Javid Bowen comes back into the side. Uh, Hasn't played since 2019. Yeah. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> uh, Connolly Lamelu, uh, Murray Taolungi, Scott Drinkwater, Jake Clifford comes back into the seven, uh, obviously because of Ben Hampton's... Uh, did he do ribs as well? Uh, he did a peck shoulder. Peck, that's right. It was too. Yeah. It's a, it's a decent peck injury. Cohen Hess, Rich Robinson's been been killing it at nine the last few weeks. Hasn't uh, Jordan McLean, Shane Wright, Ben Condon, and Jason Taumalolo, Granville, Burr, Molo, and Jensen make up the bench for the Broncos. Uh, pretty much the same seventeen uh, from yeah. last week. There's 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 no changes uh, at all for them. Uh, so they've stuck with Tyson Gamble and Anthony Milford in the halves for this one. Uh, you, you're looking at captaincy at this stage. Um, uh, it, it's pretty hard. Tamalolo knocked out 30-odd last week. Um, in, in, he came back into some introductory minutes. Uh, so I expect him to play a few more this time round. But uh, you probably think that Tavita Pangai will have uh, a... Ta- uh, well, Tamalolo will have uh, Tavita Pangai's target on his back, as they normally do. They like to go head-for-head into, uh, in these matchups. Uh, you can go Holmes. He's obviously kicking goals. He's had uh, some good output the last few weeks. Uh, maybe tell Malolo if you don't have any other options. Obviously, for the Broncos, Azarko was really good last week. You, I don't think... Uh, I think you could put the uh, put the captaincy on him in this matchup only. Um, you could definitely look at uh, Haas as well as uh, TPJ. Pickups in this one... Uh, Ooh, yeah, you could go back to Anthony Milford, uh, have a look at him again. I'm not sure if Tyson Gamble's a pickup. Um, he might be in this game, again, because it's the Cowboys, but long term, uh, potentially not. Uh, Jordan Ricky was fucking disgusting on the weekend. I picked him up and had him as an auto emergency on my bench, thinking he's going to knock out 40 or whatever, but 80 minute back rower on the edge, knocking out 24. Please, please. Um, for the cows, uh, look, maybe Kyle Felt in this matchup. Uh, Jake Clifford potentially as well, uh, just for this matchup in deeper leagues if you're void of half options. Other than that, that's probably it for this game. Yeah, definitely. Look, if um, uh, look, Jake Clifford might be an all right play in this game. Um, uh, but uh, look, I mean, Drinkwater is only owned in 50% of leagues, 57% of leagues. So I think he's if, on our waiver too, isn't he? Yeah, he would be. He would yeah. definitely be. I, I actually picked him up last week and flicked him for Adam Pompey, and they ended up getting 66, both of them. So it was a bit of a move sideways for me. Um, I needed a fullback slash center wing to to fill in for um, Latrell. So. Um, but if, if Scott Drinkwater isn't, picked up in or isn't owned in your league he he's definitely a waiver this week um i think with uh with this matchup uh, i think it's he, he's going to go 80 around the 80 mark i think he doesn't oh. normally go high end but i think he's he, he's definitely got uh, a big score in him he's very similar to adam reynolds where he's got to get a shit ton of uh creative and attacking stats to knock out a 70 you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, he His base is dreadful. Um, so he's got to get two or three try assists or a try and two try assists to, to knock out a 70, 75. So, look, it's the matchup for him. Look, I think Milford's in the same boat, man. I, I yeah. really do in this for this matchup. But uh, you could take either or. I think it's... But uh, being up at home, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if the Cowboys bring it. But... You know, look at that uh, Broncos forward pack. It's hard to believe that they get rolled like they do each week when you just look at, uh, you know, the likes of Pangai, Lodge, Haas, even Carrigan locking it up there. So, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, but uh, all good. All right, Lucky, uh, Manly versus the Warriors. First yeah, so game this on one Sunday. Shapes. Yeah, shapes should be a pretty good game, this one. I think it's at, Cent- uh, it's at Brookie, um, which, you know, just down the road from where the Warriors are based, so they won't be too unhappy about playing an away game um, 
just down the road. So, look, um, the Seagulls have actually got a few injuries this week. Um, Marty Tapao's out with concussion, so he's been ruled out straight away. Um, he obviously got uh, KO'd by... Um, uh, the uh, Matt Burton legitimate tackle that that, that occurred there. Yes. Um, but uh, the uh, the big one is Josh Alloway. He's got a wrist injury. Um, so there's another one a, for us. Well, they reckon a lengthy layoff too. They're, they're, yeah, they're might miss up to 12 weeks. Yeah, 100%. So I had Taniella Pasaka as my pickup uh, top waiver this week. Um Only because, uh, you know, I probably agreed with you guys on what you picked, but I thought... If you have a look at the bench, he's probably assured some pretty big minutes over the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Well, you got to think to power come back. To power had a great game last week. Actually, he was offloading at will. It was like the old yeah. Marty To power. It was yeah. really good. And as an owner, I was really happy to see it. To be honest, because I thought he'd put the offload away a little bit there. But um, yeah, so Sean Kepi moves into the front row. Um, Ola Ka'atu, um comes into the um, uh, the left right hand edge spot there so um, for the Warriors uh, Ben Murdoch Masilla hasn't been named so Alicia Katoa comes straight back into that edge um, Chanel Harris Tavita and Ewan Aitken are named in the reserves um, yeah don't know I reckon they, they probably sit out a week um, maybe Ewan Aitken might be a start um, but uh, I don't know I wouldn't be risking Chanel Harris Tavita until you knew he was 100% right so maybe that's just sort of giving him why, the opportunity why would he bring, well, why would he come back who? Who do they bring him back for? Who? Harris DeVita. Oh, Reese Walsh. Why? Well, because Reese Walsh is like 18. and But well, he's, you know. the thing is, he's going to replace RTS next year. And every game is just more reps under his belt. more And makes next year more of a seamless transition. Harris DeVita was horrible in the first month of footy. And last week... The Warriors were fantastic. Um, so, oh, I think it's all I part know. of the plan, man. I think yeah, it's all part okay. of the plan. I don't, I don't think they wanted to rush Reese Walsh into grade as soon as, as soon as they have. So, but that I think out of necessity they've had to. So, he is still pretty small, man. And defending him in the front line isn't the option. But I also think that two of Arsashek anywhere but one is also not an option. So they've got to pick what's best for the team. And I think for him to just do his tutelage under two of us a check during the week go back and play some um reggies and then you know come back and join the team and then if there's an opening come in for someone there um you've got to imagine that you and Aitken comes in for Rocco Berry uh Edward Cosy was pretty willing um on the weekend he's a big fella he likes to run hard so he could be a, a one-week play um in this side but uh plenty of points I think to be scored in in, in this one here um uh, second last game of the round, so you're probably only looking at captains at this point. So you're looking at Tommy Turbo, DCE, Tohu Harris, Cody Nikarima, RTS, and as a flyer, probably Ken Mamalo. Um, you could possibly go Ruben Garrick too if you're chasing. Um, he hurt his foot last week. He did something that stopped him from goal kicking there at one point. So maybe just keep an eye out for news on that um, coming into the the game but pickups I'd be looking at Alicia Katoa maybe as a one week play just see what that how that pans out uh, Adam Pompey's been really good as I said I picked him up last week as a one week play and he's knocked me out of 66 um, he, he was pretty good but I did actually pump him out for Reese Walsh this week uh, straight away because he popped up on our waivers today Reese Walsh so I thought oh yeah yep. I'll have a crack um, Ola Kawatu um, he's probably guaranteed 80 minutes on that edge and he looks pretty damaging to be honest, so he looks like a pretty a future first grader if they can get him fit and just probably he's got errors in him, so they can tidy that up. Um, and look as stashes, definitely you and Aitken um, as a stash. I think um, with how skinny the centre winger pool is and how much they're going down, I'd definitely be looking to uh, stash you and Aitken. When do you reckon Curtis Sirinan's back? They keep pushing and pushing and pushing him. He's obviously had trouble with his knees in the past and if there was ever a week to bring him back if he was ready it would have been this week right yeah. because they've lost the two fronties and whatnot. but uh, he just mustn't be ready he mustn't be ready so I, I would think it's probably at least two weeks if they're not going to bring if, if he was ready if he was one week away you think they probably would have brought him in to play even just 30 minutes yeah 
Yeah, I think so. Is is a week at the back end of your prep? And look, I'm not a physio, I'm not a doctor, and I could just be, I'm just spitballing here, but is a w- one week at the back end of your rehab going to make a huge difference? Um, you know what I mean? Like, you could play 30 minutes a game. So I'm thinking he's at least two weeks away. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think he comes back in and eventually, but he probably finishes the, the season as that starting right edge back rower again. Um, yeah, because he's he's a good defender as well. Uh, but yeah, just just you know, he, he could be a stash next week. I think if you know if he's still around, he's he's on waivers and stuff, and someone's lost faith. I think Curtis Sirinan could be a decent pickup, especially for Manly's back end run. Oh, if he's not owned and he's on waivers, you definitely so you got to pick him up and stash him because he's yeah. someone who can get you sixty a game. You know, with his offloads, he, he like I think he had. Like he was one of the best offloaders last year. He averaged something like two a game on average. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he's definitely someone that if he's on waivers, he's only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, last game of the round: the Dragons and the Bulldogs. Yeah, so this one here is a bit of a um, shit match to end the round in. Really, um, you're going to have the draw. You know what I see? I see the Dragons winning it in a tight one. That's really scrappy. Like they'll win it like 2012, but just not look convincing. So they'll be back on in the winner's circle, but just look shit doing it, you know, because they're against the Dogs. Yeah. Um, the Dogs showed a little bit of fight against Para in patches there the other night, especially in the second half. But, again, they were just outclassed. Para top four side, Canterbury, going to fight out for the spoon. So, Oh, this beer is dog piss. <laughs> I, can, I can hear you battling your way through it as well. It's, I don't know if it's coming, coming through to the listeners, but there's definite struggle. There's definitely fucking real real struggle happening and it's and it's warmed up about five or six degrees at the moment so it's even worse your poor taste buds they're just coughing an absolute it's like battery acid oh jeez yes anyway (laughs) go on so for the um for the dragons obviously they've lost um zach lomax with his dislocated thumb um, so Terrell Fuiamano actually actually gone into the centres because Braden um, Williami's got a calf injury as well. Um, so he's he's gone into the centres. Um, Fuiamano, which yeah, I mean that that shows you the state that uh, St George are at, um, that he can get regular first grade. Um, Matt uh, Fianai, he's been named as a reserve. That's the brother of Max, who looked pretty good last week. I, I thought he looked all right, to be honest. He looks like he's um, got a bit of footwork. He's got some size and, and, and willing to take a tough carry. So, yeah, I think uh, keep an eye out for him. But um, uh, Poser Faumasali comes back onto the interchange bench. I had a bit of rap on him in the, in the preseason, and it hasn't really panned out, but he gets his... Opportunity, but other than that, the dragons are unchanged for the dogs. DWZ actually goes back to fullback, moving um, Nick Meany to the wing. Um, Dylan Knapp has been named despite um, suffering a shoulder injury that sidelined him for the rest of the game. I think he only played a few minutes last week. Um, Chris Smith, Corey Riddell, Adam Elliott make up the back row. Um, Dietz, uh, Tony, Siamanafanai, and Dury make up the bench. Um, you've got Lachlan Lewis and Stimson in the extended, um, so we'll just see what happens with that. Um, you're just captaining at this stage, uh, so I'd just be taking flyers on Matt Dufty and Ben Hunt. That's that's the only people I would bother throwing the captaincy on in this game. Um, pickups, DWZ at fullback, um, good fourth centre wing option, him at fullback. Uh, Corey Riddell, he's um, shown himself to be a fairly decent uh, point scorer supercoach-wise while he's in the 13 jersey. So I'd definitely be uh, burning a waiver on Corey Riddell as a uh, third, second row forward. Um, you've got Max Fianai, he, uh, he proved himself to be pretty good and I can see him actually getting some meat this week so looks like he's a good yardage winger as well and as long as you've got Cody Ramsey in the side you're going to need a yardage winger so, yeah. 100% mate 100% so I think this game usually never goes to script yeah like that, heading into it, it it's always supposed to be the dragons that come out on top but the, the dogs seem to uh, to always turn up for this one Alright, so we'll run through our waivers and free agents pickups uh, for the week. Now, I'll run through Benny's. Uh, he sent his through um, 
earlier this afternoon. So his top three waivers for the week is Adam Pompey, who's obviously been showing some great form. JWH, and uh, this week, and, and, and I guess moving forward, he'll probably see some increased minutes on the bench without Lindsay Collins there, and Bryce Cartwright, which we've talked to a couple of times tonight. His free agency pickups, he likes Tyson Gamble, uh, Morgan Harper, uh, who's fairly consistent for the for the, uh, the Seagulls, and Alicia Katoa, who has got that uh, starting edge spot for the Warriors. Um, Loki, yours? Yeah, so waivers this week, I had Corey Waddell. Um, I think this is a good matchup for him. I think the, the, the uh, dogs should score some points, so that uh, his willingness to ball play and get stuck into the huff, tough stuff should see him pump out a good score. I've got Cardi as well. I think I, I don't think Nathan Brown plays, um, so I think Cardi goes under that edge and um, Papali goes to the the middle, plays lock. Um, and Maddie Cavallo, who's got a full-time wing spot um albeit at the expense of brett morris and we're all shattered to hear that news because uh there wouldn't be too many people that didn't like the morris twins but it oh, i think it's a good thing for ikavalu it gives him a chance to push his claim um i don't know what his contract situation's like but uh, obviously to try and get either a contract at the roosters or someone else but i think he's definitely a waiver a pickup because of how skinny the center wingers are and his willingness to work as well he's always been a point scorer so uh, they're my three waivers with el cardi nicavalu for free agencies i've got uh, nat butcher obviously probably just a one-week play um but uh, again with Collins going down, um, Butcher will be expected to, you know, pick up the load in the middle there a little bit. It's um, apparently Boyd Corden is not back until round 14, so still five or six weeks away. Um, with uh, with you know they're going to need to plug and play forwards into that rotation. Alicia Katoa probably a one week play while Ber- um, Ben Murdoch Masilla is not there, but the Sea Eagles are very underhanded in the pack and on the edges this week. And then uh, Heimel Hunt. So uh, he comes back and he's probably going to be their number one winger of the night. So look for him to sort of get plenty of work out of yardage. Yep, sweet. Uh, I actually had Adam Pompey's my number one waiver, but as I said, so did you guys. Uh, Corey Waddell's number two, and I had Taniela Paseka for some increased minutes over the next few weeks. Even after Marty Tapao comes back, he's got some upside. Free agents, Nat Butcher. Always rate Nat Butcher when he gets a starting gig, uh, and especially on an edge. Uh, and I had two free agent plays as stashes, as I touched on earlier, Isan Masters and Lockie Lamb as stashes only at this point. Um, you know, some other notable pickups that kind of just came to fruition last week. Obviously, Corey Harawira and I was another one, and Corey Hallsborough uh, both pumping out some pretty good scores over the weekend. If they're uh, still available, go and grab those uh, as well. So... That's our waivers and free agencies for the week. Now, we had uh, somebody get to us on Twitter uh, about a trade that was proposed to him, Tim Bradley. So I'm just going to put it to you, Lukey, and um, and uh, get your thoughts on this, uh, this one. Uh, so a mate has offered me Sam Walker and Josh Schuster for Cody Walker and Luke Thompson. I've currently got Benji and Joe O as coverage. So Sam Walker and Josh Schuster for Cody Walker and Luke Thompson. I think I take that um, because Cody Walker's a proven performer and you've got two rookies who aren't proven performers. No, no, he, and- get, he gets them. So, hang on, has offered me... Oh, okay, sorry. So he gets Sam- Walker and Schuster for... Co- uh, uh, he gets Sam Walker and Josh Schuster for Cody Walker and Luke Thompson. Okay, I don't do that. Sorry, no. I don't do that. No. no. And 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 that's... I've, I've basically said the same thing. I think that... Uh, look, Walker looks a gun, but the Roosters keep losing troops. So it's going to increase the pressure on him. Uh, he's played... Uh, obviously, when he comes up against... Um, you know, teams like the Dogs, like the Knights were playing on the weekend, were horrible, the Tigers, uh, then load up on him. But, uh, yeah, I think I like just having, uh, you know, Cody Walker's a proven performer, and Luke Thompson seems to be fairly consistent as well. Yeah, definitely, and they're proven performers. I think you, what you'll find with Josh Schuster is I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Schuster, once Sirenen comes back and is playing 80, isn't in the side. He might just go back to Reggie's. Um, 
Uh, like, I mean, you know, he, he might. They might carry him as a bench utility um, in the 17. I think that would probably be the best thing. But I think at some point, um, Manly need to probably move on from from him on the edge. I don't think he's a, an edge back rower. So I think they give him his apprenticeship. Um, whereas you've got Cody Walker, Luke Thompson, proven performers. They're going to be there week in and week out. Um, they're not going to first, you know, they're not going to get fatigue from playing their first full year of first grade. So, yeah, definitely don't do that trade. And look, he, he's in need of a halfback, um, which is why obviously the Sam Walker piece is appealing. But halfbacks that are on his waiver wire at the moment: Brooks, Fogarty, and Tracy. Grab Fogarty. Yeah, grab oh, Fogarty. <laughs> grab Fogarty. Yeah, in worst for sure. case, like, and if 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 the um, if Luke Brooks is the worst thing you can do, he pumped out eighty on the weekend. Like, yeah, you're going to get bad games from Luke Brooks, but if you don't have a halfback, then yeah, do they? Is he running eight man league? Must be an eight man league. If <laughs> must that must like, be. Oh, they don't kill for Fogarty right now. Oh, George Williams is doing hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah look, uh, definitely. Uh, definitely go and grab Fogarty, I think, and um, yeah, just just hold on to Walker. Uh, you know, obviously, when Latrell comes back, you'll see a bit more of an uptick, I believe, in in his output. So, yeah, just uh, stay the course, brother. Yep. Good stuff, Lucky. That's probably us for tonight, eh? Yep. Yep. Short and sweet, but uh, yeah, we uh, managed to push on without our third wheel. So, yep. Hopefully, Benny will be back next week, and we'll uh, we'll attack it again. Awesome. All right, everyone out there, good luck on the Supercoach pitch, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See you.